bouncing back from failure and allowing yourself the space to fail and to learn from it, but not letting that failure hold you back. Welcome to Ask the Pros, where I do my very best to unpack actionable, valuable insights and with the goal of helping you live your dream life. I sit down with top entrepreneurs, professionals, making a difference around the globe so they can tell their stories. In doing so, I aim to inspire and motivate other people that may be struggling or looking for a new spark around their personal life or career path. And welcome to Axe Pros, where we talk to professionals, entrepreneurs, and people making a difference around the globe. You know, they tend to tell their stories and hopefully the story will motivate and inspire someone out there. You know, as we, as we know, you know, your story is different. Your story is unique, you know, and you can only tell your story the best way you can. You know, on this episode, I've got some guy, you know, I must say he, it was difficult getting him. Very, very busy guy. <laughs> very, 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 very busy guy. Emmanuel Ayola. Welcome to Ask the Pros. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. We we made it. We made it happen. We made it happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what's so up. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. After after so many emails, you know, calls back and <laughs> forth, back and forth, back and forth. LinkedIn posts, LinkedIn messages. <laughs> thank <laughs> God, but the persistence is is admirable. Thank God, yeah. thank God for LinkedIn, man. Thank God for LinkedIn. <laughs> so, Emmanuel, to kick things off, you know, how was Emmanuel growing up? You know, what really influenced you? You know, growing up. That's a that's a good one. What influenced me growing up? So. I grew up born and raised in London, born in Hackney, grew up in North London for the majority of my teens, still live in North London now. And what, what influenced me growing up? I mean, a range of things, a range of things. I guess when I was very young, maybe like first 14 years of my life, influenced by the people around me that looked like, that looked cool and had respect from the people that I knew and, and seemed like they were the people to be. And, you know, I just thought, well, I wanted to have um, esteem. I wanted to have a name for myself. And so I look at what people around me are doing, both positive, but um, some things negative. Like you look at things like sports and different things to, I mean, everyone from like my school when I was younger, the, the only job we wanted to have in the future was to be a professional footballer. And I can tell you, most of us, including myself, didn't make it, <laughs> you know, but it was like, that was, that was um, so things like that. And, and other things were, well, the things that we were aspiring to, um, and as I, as I got older, maybe around like 16, so now 16 years old is when, um, I personally became a Christian, um, as opposed to just kind of going with the flow from when I was younger. And that really shaped my view and my outlook on, on the purpose that I serve in, in the world in terms of not just spending my time trying to grow my own brand legacy, you know, career, whatever, but really about how, you know, I'm here to serve and here to make a difference in the lives of the people around me. And since then, my, you know, my, my decisions and my career have always been shaped with that view of how can I enable people to be better after they, you know, after they've encountered me than they were before. And how can I support their growth and their development in the ways that I can with the skills that I've got. And, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in, in dedicating my time to doing that. Okay, man, that's that's cool, man. Awesome. Born into a Nigerian family, you know, you know how Nigerians are. <laughs> you know how you know how we Nigerian parents are. Our Nigerian parents are, man. Like you know, you know, the education is like is like the first for them. 
you know, uh-huh. like uh-huh. growing in that environment, you know, with you having Nigerian parents, you know, how was education like, you know, take us a journey through, you know, your school, your school days, early school days to your lesser school days in uni. Yeah, uh, that's, um. so, so I, I don't know if I told you this before. So I'm actually, so my, my background, so my dad is from Nigeria and Sierra Leone. Okay. So my dad's mom is from Sierra Leone oh. and my mom is from Ghana. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so we've got like a West African medley. Okay. But the one thing that is, the one thing that, that one of the things that stays the same is that <laughs> education is just the key, like yeah. from, from, from all, <laughs> all ranges, really. So it, it doesn't really make a difference yeah. in that respect. But um, yeah, I guess, I mean, like, as you said, obviously, my parents came. So my mom was born here, but grew up in Ghana. Dad born in Sierra Leone and raised in Nigeria and came to the UK and they both came primarily to, you know, um, further the, further their, their own journeys through education. Like both of my parents, um, studied, um, my dad studied in Nigeria and came in to study as well. And so for them, you know, making a move here to, to have a better life and to a better life for their kids, education was central to that. So naturally from their perspectives, for me to, you know, do well for myself, investing in education was, was the key thing. And so, they definitely, but you know what young people are like, your parents tell you to go left and you just want to go right. So, you know, <laughs> you getting that, that having, honestly, honestly. So as much as, as much as they would, you know, push and talk about studying and that kind of, that kind of thing. I, it's weird because I just didn't have, like, I just, I, just, I, I was really lazy. However, I think because of, because, you know, if my mom said you're going to revise <laughs> between four and five every day, and I'm going to sit here and make sure you do it. Okay. I can kiss my teeth. I can complain, but I'm still going to do it. And because of, I guess, habits like that, I actually did pretty well in school. So GCSEs weren't that great because, you know, I was I was very lazy, didn't apply myself. My A-levels, I, I got straight A's in my A-levels. I did maths, chemistry, biology, and physics. So, you know, Nigerian parents' dream. <laughs> I'm telling you. Result. you and then I went to study chemical engineering. So it's like, great. Um, you know, engineers, one of the four one of the four things that they love for you to do, engineer, doctor, lawyer, accountant, you know? So, um, so yes, I did engineering and, um, got to one at university of Birmingham as well. It is funny when I decided that I wasn't going to do a master's in engineering that, you know, raised some eyebrows. And when I decided that I wasn't even going to work in engineering and now I work in a completely different field, I work in the charity sector at the moment. I mean, we do some work in STEM, so there's a link there, but, it's a different, it's a different, um, field. You studied chemical engineering. What motivated you and what, what influenced that decision? You know, it's, it's funny because I, I think, um, the, 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 for me, the key thing was that I was good at maths and sciences and I had no idea what I wanted to do at uni. So I just did what I heard people with my degree or people with my A-level subjects do to earn the most money. That was, that was kind of it. Like that was kind of the thought. So it was, like, I didn't want to be a chemistry teacher because apparently if I did chemistry, all I could do is become a teacher or a researcher. Okay. Neither of those were interesting. I heard engineers make a lot of money. So it just kind of, I just kind of went into that and I wasn't very intentional with my um, decision. And I think there's a lot of young people that make similar choices where limited information, limited knowledge of what's available and go with the flow. And so many people end up not enjoying what they're doing, not, you know, doing something that's not really suited for their skill set or something that completely takes them by surprise because they weren't prepared um, that was kind of like that for me. So by, by the time I was in my second year, I, I was so disengaged with my degree, you know, so disengaged with it. And that's where I started to realize some of my other skills and talents and interests. But I think the difference or what made the difference for me is that I was, I, I wasn't going to give up until I found what interested me. 
Like I wasn't just, I wasn't satisfied just doing something that I found was a bit dry or boring. Like I wasn't going to give up until I found what is it that I think I'm good in? What interests me? What can I learn? And that was, you know, like the, that was, that was how I dealt with being a bit bored on my degree, you know? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, now, now that you work with you work with young people, you know, and um, I, I know you you just mentioned something about you know you not having you not making that informed decision in terms of what you wanted to study. How do you help young people to make that decision to let them know? You know, okay, I'm good in art, I'm good in science, I'm good in in technology. You know, this is what I want to do. How do you make them realize? Kind of say their gift. Uh, you know, realize a gift and go for what they want to study. Yeah, so a um, bit of context. Um, um, I, I run a charity. So I'm a director of a charity called Generating Genius. Yep. So we run programs that support students from primarily African and Caribbean backgrounds to progress in STEM. So science, technology, engineering, and maths from A-level onto university. And, you know, at the moment we have um, around about 150 students on our programs, which will be doubling in September as well. Okay. Um, I'm not the founder of the charity, but chari- so the charity was founded about 15 years ago. So we've been around for a bit. And some of the some of the key things that we have to do with the students we work with is largely around awareness of opportunity and and showing them what's available in the with with what's available within STEM and also giving them the skills and the confidence that they need to progress through to top universities and into top careers. And those two are really essential. You know, there's different ways to go about it. But if someone doesn't know what paths are available, then they're not going to ever walk through the door. But also having the confidence, the know-how, the awareness, the knowledge around how to navigate through some of these, some of these universities and careers that, that usually are, are dominated by, you know, a, a majority group and the people that have the connections or the friends or the, you know, the, the aunties, the uncles, the mums and dads that are aware of the opportunities are the ones that get their feet through the door. But then if that's happening, it means there's a whole generation of people that are really talented and would be really perfectly fit for that opportunity. Okay. However, because they've not been privy to that area, because they've not had the confidence to say that I can and step forward, then we're missing out on all of those talented people and they'll end up somewhere that might not be fulfilling their potential. So it's about, you know, and and we work with people that understand that and want to engage with talent, you know, and want to engage with, with, with the students that we work with. So we partner with universities, um, UCL and Leeds are, two of our big partners this year and with a range of companies, um, including Barclays and um, IP Group, a few engineering firms as well, you know, a number of companies to that end. Um, and for me, it's something that, you know, I'm, I'm super passionate about because I see young people that, you know, were I, I, I was in their position a couple of years back. However, a lot of them are much more intelligent than I was and, and much more much more driven than I was. And yet they just don't know what's available. I won't have the confidence to say that I know I can be, you know, and I, I know I can be a process engineer. I know I can be um, a clinical researcher. I know I can be, you know, a, a variety of things, a computer scientist, data analyst, you know? So, yeah. That's cool. Um, so if a young person now, you know, comes, comes to meet you and saying, Emmanuel, I'm struggling, you know, to make certain decisions regarding what I want to study or, you know, my interest, you know, what would you say to that young person? I think about it in the way that I think about any any journey. You know, if you if you're about to make a journey, um, you get into your car, you, you use your sat nav. The first thing your sat nav needs to do is to locate where you are 
and then you have to say where you want to get to and then the sat nav gives you the directions to make that link from a to b in a similar way you know i guess you want to speak with people have to find out firstly where they are you know where where are they at their at that stage of education or their career what things are they interested in what things naturally draw out excitement from them and have a bit of a conversation about where they want to get to like what kind of you know are you thinking about being in a in a role or you know are you thinking about being in a role that requires a lot of you know data handling and maths and processing information which is very different from a role that that requires a lot of conversation and a lot of you know a lot of um, negotiating around particular projects etc of a wide variety of things and then you know kind of work it through there but of course you can't sit you know it's it's one thing to talk about these things but it's another thing to actually do it so a big part of our programs is like work experience and internships mm-hmm. so they can go through those experiences themselves and see what works in a way that you know being in the company is completely different from hearing about it you know so we kind of let the let the placements and let the work that we do speak for itself um and try and guide along the way okay cool man nice um i know heading an organization like 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 what you're doing right now could could be a huge task you know you know and i guess you have different bodies to your to your organization mm-hmm. you know um what does leadership mean to you in terms of you know getting everybody together and trying to you know be the person that leads leads your team you know as a group you know what does leadership mean to you Wait, leadership that's a that's a good question there's a a million courses online about leadership man it's a it's a it's a fine art um i think i think for me leadership is about is very simply uniting people to a common vision and drawing out their talents to working together for that vision you know i think it's there's so many different ways so many different leadership styles like i don't believe that there's one way to be a leader or or two ways to do leadership you know if i think about some of the some of the best leaders that i know um and the how different their styles are it's crazy like you've got someone like elon musk for example who's the leader of of tesla and a whole range of things and he's like one of the worst public speakers you'll ever see like <laughs> his communication is just not there however his vision and his ideas excite people yeah that's true. and then you've got somebody and then you've got somebody like um like Barack Obama, who like this guy, any, any, you give him a microphone. His delivery is dead, man. Honestly, (laughs) literally, but two leaders at the top of the game and they do things differently. So for me, my personal leadership style is about drawing out people's ideas and then trying to hone them and fine tune them. So I'm always asking questions and picking out what people's like motivations are and what people's ideas are and then seeing how can we steer this and how can we make it better and then move forward. But I, I, I haven't got the, I haven't got the energy to do the micromanagement. Like I really, like I really, like I haven't, I I just can't do it. I haven't got the energy, but I I enjoy talking with my team and, and for, I mean, for one, like in the, I think vision and mission is really important. If there isn't really a mission that everyone's bought into, then you're not leading anyone anywhere. No one's going to move. But if there's a common vision and a common mission, then even if people have different personal goals, as long as they can buy into that, you can then draw out, you know, what's going through their minds and their skill sets to further in that. Um, and it's, it's not easy because, you know, people are different and dynamic and you have to, like, I'm learning that more, I'm learning that leadership is about, as much as vision is important, leadership is, it primarily lives and dies on the people that you work with and how you work with them. 
Like okay. it's all about people. Like how are you how are you engaging with the people that you're that are in your team? Are you aware of, you know, their 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 mood, their headspace, like how they're doing? You have to have an interest in the people you're working with. Otherwise, yeah, it's it, it's the the car doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, Imanu. Yeah, yeah, good, very good answer. So having said that, Imanu, how do you now manage your team? How do I manage my team? Um what do you mean? Give me, give me more. What, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like when I mean manage, manage your team. Do you do you directly, you know, like task in, t- in terms of task performance? Do you have people under you that task distri- distribution among the team members? You know, are you the, are you the sole the sole guy that 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 say, okay, do you know what this month, this what we're gonna do, or you have someone that delegates those um those tasks for you? I see, I see, I see. Um, I guess it, it depends on who you're dealing with and what stage you're at so for example we're currently in a a restructuring phase where we're looking at our programs and trying to streamline the way that we work and then scale up our programs and so we're in the process where a lot of it is a lot of it is the program managers that are that are doing that brainstorming work that are, are looking at things reviewing things and then i'm working with them to try and streamline that so it's not it's not in that case or at the moment with some people, it's not very task orientated. It's more so um, big. It's more so big ideas. Whereas we've got other staff who are like coordinators, for example, who are there to deliver on certain like events or projects we do. And in, in and with them and also like if staff that are new in the team, so they'll need a bit more coaching and a bit more like handholding with certain things to be able to deliver and people's personalities come into it as well. So it's very, there's different, um, there are different shapes and forms that it takes. I think I, I'm very big on, uh, on giving the individual the needs, meeting, meeting the individual with their, with their needs, if that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm quite big on that. And so I would never interact with any two people the same as like my style when they adopt. I'm kind of learning my team as we go along. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good, good. So what, what has been the most challenging thing in, in your job or, or your industry as a whole? Do you know what? It's the most challenging thing. I guess it's, um, I say that two things that are probably equally as challenging. One is that you have to be, you have to be an excellent strategist whilst also knowing that anything could happen that would just change all of your plans and you just have to respond. Like <laughs> life comes at you. <laughs> life comes <laughs> at you, man. Like literally you can have the best plan and yeah. it all makes sense. And then tomorrow, somebody that you are relying on isn't you know isn't able to, isn't able to be a part of what you're doing anymore or a big partnership that you expected was pretty much you know was pretty much like a, over the line just kind of changes for reasons out or even take now for example we've had a number of different events that we're not going to be able to do at this moment in time because of the recent coronavirus outbreak yeah that's right true. and it's yeah, like yeah I'm not going to get mad and start flipping tables because <laughs> you know what we do, but you just kind of have to respond. Um, and then also kind of linked to that is, is back from failure and allowing yourself the space to fail and to learn from it, but not letting that failure hold you back. But there's a quote from Anthony Joshua. I never, ever thought I'd be quote, quoting Anthony Joshua, like, but it's a, I mean, he's a, like, he's a great boxer, but he's, he's not the kind of guy that you think like inspirational quotes, but this quote is amazing. He said, Never let success get to your head and never let failure get to your heart. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that, that quote was, as well. I know the quote. Yeah. I was impressed. <laughs> I thought, Anthony, wow. <laughs> that was impressive. He so, had, yeah, that's... He had, to, he had to pull that out of the bag, man. 
<laughs> yeah, for real. After that Ruiz loss, he had to come up with something good. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. He made, some, he made he made t-shirts out of it. So he started selling t-shirts with that on there. Oh, and for real? The... For, for real? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, he made money from that loss. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, talk about turning your losses into wins. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, wow. that's 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 a, that's that's a life you uh, life is, you know. Like if you he said the there's there's this saying that goes like, you know, out, out of every every disappointment, you know, comes a new direction. You mm. know, so it's how it's it's how you take that disappointment, you know. You you can you, you can beat yourself up, you can start crying about it, but you know, if you get up and, and take that disappointment and make it, you know, to a positive like what 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 Anto Joshua did now, you know, he took that defeat, turned into a positive thing, and like you said, he started making money out of it. Literally, literally. <laughs> And and the key the key thing is that you know that when we say things like that it sounds like a cliche, but you really have to believe that it is true, and mm-hmm. that's you know one of the things I talk every day to young people that are really talented but and are going for really like we work with them to to build up their confidence to go for some really top top like positions and opportunities. Okay. So we had like a whole range of students that applied to study at Oxford and Cambridge this year, and as you can imagine, because it's so competitive a lot of them didn't receive their offers. And so I'm there telling them, well, you have to believe, like, honestly, I, c- I can sit here and tell you that, you know, one one rejection doesn't define you. Yeah. But unless you believe that, it doesn't make a difference. Like, whatever I say, it doesn't matter if you don't believe that in yourself. And so when we say these things about failure and stuff, you have to believe, you have to believe it. You have to. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's true. Yeah, you just have to believe, man. That's just it. Just you just have to believe. You know, like pe- people think, you know, like if you probably have a bit of setback, you know, and and that's it, you know. But it, it mm. might just be a test. It might just be a test. You know, mm. it might just mm. be a test to, to find out how willing you'll be able to go. You mm. know, because I I remember when I first sent you a message, you you didn't reply for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to just, you know, draw this equation. You didn't reply. You didn't reply for a while, but. I didn't really, I didn't really get let that get to me. I said, you know what? I, I still believe. I said, you know what? This guy's gonna get back to me. And really and truly, you <laughs> did. No, it's true. You know, that's that's true life example for you. Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm honored. I appreciate that you um with that you wanted that you wanted me to come on in the first place. I definitely um you always have to respect someone that wants you on their platform. Like it's a it's a it means something, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, good. good. I, need, I mean, I need to. I need, I'm getting better with my um, my replies and my messaging, <laughs> just generally. So you're, yeah, you're you're a very you're you're a very busy guy, man. You're a very busy guy. Now, haven't said I haven't said that, man. You you just appointed one of the board of trustees for another organization, and you're also a director for Generating Genius. How do you manage that? You know, how do you how do you do that in terms yeah, of time so, management? So, board of directors of Volunteer Matters, massive organization. They you know have about twenty thousand volunteers on their books. Um, turnover of around like six million last year as well. So, it's a huge organization. I'm I'm proud to be a part of now. Um, new chief exec as well, who's doing some amazing things like Paul Reddish. She's fantastic, and. Um, so there's that, there's Generating Genius. I also set up a not-for-profit in Sierra Leone, in my grandma's village, called Grace Sustains Africa. Freelance photography. Um, I make YouTube videos also. Um, so, like, yeah, <laughs> a range of things. And I think that's, like, on the surface, it sounds like a good thing. But I'm realizing that if I'm giving, you know, for one, if I'm giving, like, 20% to everything I do, nothing's getting the 400. So I'm I'm doing some internal auditing to look at, where my time is being allocated. And I think, um, I think I'm at a stage in my life. So I'm, I'm 23 right now. And I think I'm at a stage in my life where I'm happy to try things and then not 
hold back from the things that aren't working as much or just stick to what's kind of working. So, you know, I'm comfortable with things if I start things and don't see them to the end. But in terms of managing time, I think, you know, I'm in, I, I'm always on a, on a constant improvement or constant learning process of how to do that better. Um, for me, the thing that's really worked in these areas is, is having a great team that you can work with. Like none of the things that I do, I do by myself. None of them. Even, even as far as photography goes, I don't, I don't do all that, all of that by myself. Like I had, um, like I work with uh, an assistant who, oh, I worked with an assistant. Sorry. And I've, as I've kind of slowed that down, um, that's changed. But I had like with my YouTube videos, I have a video editor with the, obviously with the board. I'm a member of a large board. So there's about six, I think six or seven trustees. Um, in, with Generating Genius, I'm trying to expand the team. A teams is everything. Teams, teams, teams is everything because you will all, you will always go further in a good team than you can by yourself. And also it's helpful because it means that what, what you're doing is not just about you. If you can work with other people and like, I really enjoy being able to being like as, as funny as it seems, like I really enjoy being able to pay people to do stuff because that lets me know that we're working together on something that is not just helping me, but it's also helping you like as, as someone that's involved in it. So, you know, I'm always looking to build, like build teams and, I think what I do lives and dies on on that. And to anyone that was thinking about trying to juggle things, like you gotta have you gotta have power teams. You gotta have people that you know you you're going alongside in some capacity, you know, in some capacity. Yeah. So that's that's me. But then I mean, I mean, it's what you. I know you talked about it as well with um with the podcast because you're you've been grinding hard to <laughs> to pull off the podcast to yeah, to get abs- the videos out so absolutely, many absolutely so, literally so many videos out there and stuff you're managing the social media and everything so i'm gonna throw that back to you how do you how do you manage it <laughs> let's flip it let's ask the, ask the, ask the real pro ah <laughs> uh, imano man i can tell you time management for me it's like you know it's it's crazy because like you know i got my nine to five you mm. know, I got a family as well, you know, Honestly. and, and I also do my podcasting as well. So how do I manage my time? So I, I know, I, I know that, you know, when I'm at work, I'm at work. Mm. So I do all the work stuff. Then when I get, when I get home, I set, I set aside about two, two and a half hours for the, for the family. Make sure everybody's good, you know, help the missus with the kids, you know, everybody goes to bed. Then I now face my podcasting, which now, and now probably start if it's if it's to do videos or if, or if it's to do editing, you know, mm-hmm. I do I do all that, you know, within the space of maybe from ten to to twelve midnight, sometimes one early morning. Mm-hmm. So I, I tend to tend to prepare prepare all my posts, you know, all my all my videos, all my pictures, you know, and setting time of the day, you know, I just you know during during my break, you know, I do a bit of posting cause cause I already prepared everything. You know, yeah, so yeah. if I don't, if I don't, if I don't lay, if I don't lay my time, my, my, my schedule that way, you know, it's going to be very hard for me. Everything is going to, be, everything is just going to be everywhere. You understand? So right now, I, uh, to mention now, because Ask the Pros is talking, talking to, you know, black entrepreneurs, professionals, you know, making a difference, trying to change that narrative, you know, how they see black people, you know, trying to, trying yeah, to make yeah, them yeah. know that, you know, we, we, are, we're doing great stuff. You know, we, we're good. We, we can go to school. You know, we can manage uh-huh, teams. Uh-huh. We can do better stuff as well. You know, not, not just seeing, seeing a black guy with a hoodie and you, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you just have that stereotypical, 
you know mindset and like you just thinking that you know this guy could be like a like 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 be like a gang member or you know those sort of <laughs> stuff you know so that's what Axpro does now I'm thinking on thinking on another journey again which is Axpro's business so Axpro's mm. <laughs> Axpro's mm. business you know he's talking to business people you know people in business you know it it's kind of like carved out of Axpro's because it's them telling us their business journey as well you know in a mm. way help other businesses structure you know help their structure as well so you you like for example emmanuel is a business owner he comes on ask pros ask the pros business he tells us about his business you know how he's how he has how he has managed to structure his business you know and and i know that other business owners could probably learn a thing a thing or two from that Uh you know so yeah so that's ask pros and actually pros business now there's another company which is Axe Pros Media. So Axe Pros Media houses. Wow, okay. <laughs> okay. So 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 Axe Pros Media will house Axe Pros and Axe Pros Business, which is the company that would that would be creating content for those two platforms. Uh-huh. So we we t- and I know you you would say, oh my god, how how you how are you gonna do all that? But yes. <laughs> you know, the thing all of all of this and kids. Me, I don't have any kids, so that's a big. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but, with, but with time, but we, we but, yeah yeah, but with time, hopefully, you know, I'm I'm gonna <laughs> get I'm, I'm gonna get people to I'm, I'm gonna pull like a team together, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. get someone to like ed- edit videos and edit audio, and try and do a, a whole range of stuff as well with Axipros Media because I'm I I intend going into digital marketing as well, mm. you know, because I I looked at the whole I lo- looked at the whole market and said you know. What, you know, the, I can I can produce a podcast now, you know. But if I really want to help other businesses, you know, apart from them coming coming into ask the pros business and talk about their business and stuff, I can take it further, create a commercial video for them, you know, and also help them to market that video, you know. Yeah, yeah. And with that, I can also charge for that as well. So my um very first aim with this is just to go with small small businesses, you know, like. Uh-huh. It could be the it could be it could be the corner shop or you know like yeah. the, like the bakery or the coffee shop where they just, just approach them and say you know I can I can run a commercial for you this is what I can do that you know and just try and buy them into the business as well so uh-huh. the amount of managing That's- managing managing time <laughs> it's crazy Honestly. it's crazy but but I can I can't stop now you know all I all I need to do is just just to keep pushing. Just to keep pushing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Just to keep pushing, you know. So, Imani, back to you now. You've, you've, you saw like put me on the spot now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what, what really, what really motivates you to do more? You know, I, I know, I know, helping young people is good. You know, in terms of that, you know, you, t- you, you try like giving back, giving back to them as well. You know, apart from that, you know, what, what, what are the other things that motivate you as Emmanuel? Yeah, um, motivates me. I really enjoy creating stuff. Um, I see myself as like a builder and an enabler. Um, I enjoy being in the trenches at the, like in the startup phase, getting things off the ground, the planning, strategizing. Like I just really enjoy doing that and seeing ideas come to life really, really motivates me. Um, and seeing, seeing change happen through my ideas really motivates me. And I have, I think because I've seen how that's happened over time and it's given me a lot of confidence to believe that i i can and if i continue growing i can do more of that um definitely but i think ultimately i mean like my big my kind of um 
longer long term goal is to is to learn a lot about how to lead like organizations and build up people i'm really interested in like in generate creating like passive income and so i'm i'm trying to think about some things on the side to do around that as well and in a couple of years time i want to be able to just dedicate myself fully to like church work like just you know just like um yeah just work working like with the church um like discipling people and like helping helping people and speaking life to people because i'm i'm really you know i'm my, since my i know for me my biggest driver my biggest driving factor is is my belief in in jesus as my lord and and that has an impact on how i do my business and how i do like even things outside of that but like that's that's what you know gets me gets me excited and so yeah i'm trying to I'm seeing, I see my life in three stages. Um, first is learn, then earn, then return, you know? So okay. right now I'm just learning, That's just good. soaking up, learning, learning, learning before I'm then able to really kind of like earn for myself and, um, you know, hopefully a family as well. And then in that final chapter, once I've kind of, once I'm good, hopefully then be able to, even though I do so now to a certain extent, then, you know, fully be able to like give back and return and, and stuff. So. Yeah, just seeing, I guess like I've learned a lot of that from the books I've read and the people that I've seen that are, that are killing it in their fields. Honestly, I'm a, I'm a product of the people that have spoken to me and the books that I've read and stuff, you know. So sometimes you have to put yourself in the way of motivation if you're not motivated, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. I, yeah. I, 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 I I wouldn't say I I love reading as much you know but mm. listening to audio tape it's it's good because I, yeah. I drive I drive quite a distance you know so I I take it upon yeah. I take it upon myself what? you know if I can't sit down and read a book you know I could just listen to an audio 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 tape yeah. you know yeah, yeah. so I've I've I have a lot of guys that that I, that that listen to you know and try and just build myself you know build myself as as, as case you know try and just. Mm have that extra because when you listen to those things you know you also learn a lot of a lot of things from them as well you know mm-hmm. it, it guides you it depends on who you listen to you know and, and what you want to get it guides guides you in terms of if it's relationship if it's you know like yeah. entrepreneurship if it's business if it work work you know, work related you know so they, they they have a lot of you know guys that talk on different topics that can guide you yeah, yeah. as as a person you know you know which which is good so imano you 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 mentioned something about photography you know you mentioned photography with you know, just a couple of minutes ago, you know, yeah, yeah. how, how did you, how did you come about? What, what, what was the love for photography? <laughs> you know, that was funny. So photography, I, I, I fell into, I stumbled into photography through stumbling into fashion. Oh, believe it or not. Okay. Believe it or not. <laughs> no, it's funny. It's funny. You know, people that like friends that will, that know me, um, people that will see me will be thinking like Emmanuel in fashion. They don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't click. Like, so I'm gonna put my hands up and say, I'm not a guru. But okay. when I was at university, I met a guy who had started a clothing line. And like I mentioned before, I'm really like I when I was at uni, I was intentional about finding out what I was interested in. Okay. And so I co-partnered with him to build the clothing line and it was called Riari Apparel, which stands for Ripped and Rich. Okay. So um so we we opened a store um online, had about like fifty thousand website views on like our first weekend, which was crazy. The website server crashed, which is when we realized how servers work and stuff. It was crazy. Um, and eventually it got to a point where we were going back to London to have like photo shoots and, and, and stuff. And I said, so we studied at Birmingham and I was like, well, why don't I just buy a camera and take pictures? How hard can it be? Okay. Now photography is a lot more difficult than just buying a camera and taking pictures. 
which I learned (laughs) over time. And it was, it was actually through doing that, that I had started enjoying like taking the pictures. And then I had friends that would be doing events and they would ask me to take pictures. At first it wasn't paid. Um, so it was just kind of like something I did and I, I really enjoyed it. So I fell into it, really enjoyed it. You went on YouTube and was just learning more about taking pictures like the University of YouTube is amazing. <laughs> the amount of education you can receive from YouTube is crazy. I'm telling you, man. Um, and yeah, then from there, just just bumped into it, met other photographers who recommended me for work and stuff. And and yeah, we kind of took from there. So that's been, a, I've been in photography for maybe four, three or four years now. Um, mainly, mainly events, weddings and um, portrait photography is what I do. Emmanuel Ayola dot com is a website where you can see my portfolio okay. and then social media Emmanuel Ayola photography yeah okay so where do you where do you plan to go with that do you know what if I'm honest it's just something I do now for, for a bit of fun like I'm, I'm not really looking to I mean I've obviously I've got aims in terms of um the kind of I, yeah I just want to do more of what I've been doing like weddings events um portraits and just have it it's at the moment it's it's a fun additional income stream if i'm honest it's not something that i'm looking to make huge i'm not looking to travel the world doing photography that's just yeah it's a it's a hobby that pays <laughs> so <laughs> that's good yeah <laughs> that's cool man yeah. cool um so i i always ask this question you know my podcast i i asked a few number of my guests as well you know so what would you tell your younger self I knew this was coming. Um, <laughs> when I, tell, when I, my, I saw, I've, I've seen, I saw the, the videos, um, certain other videos, the recordings. Um, what would I tell my younger self? Do you know what I would say? Don't panic. You're doing okay. Just keep working hard and having fun. Yeah. Okay. What, what would be your last take on this for, you know, so people that probably, someone are probably listening and say, probably, looked at your journey as Emmanuel, you know, and maybe say, oh, oh my God, Emmanuel is this, is that, you know, I want to follow that part as well. Or can say, you know, I want to follow my own part as well. But what would be your last take for someone out there that is desperately looking for, for an answer? You know, it could be career part, you know, it, it could be guidance, yeah. you know, what would that, because you, you, you work with, you work with a lot of young people anyway. So, you know, <laughs> I, I think, I think you would, you'd be able to, you know, give a thing or two out, you know, for someone that is desperately looking for an answer so yeah 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 i think i mean i'd say there's things in life that you can control and there's things that you can't but if you control the things you can and then you know don't stress too much on the things you can't and with me one of the things a decision i took very early on in my career was that i was going to put myself around people and in organizations that would provide the opportunities i wanted so for example i've always wanted i've always been in interested in entrepreneurship so rather than going to work for a large company where I'd be a small fish in a big pond, I worked for a small to medium sized business where I was, I could literally go and walk over to the accounts department and walk like, and just pick my head over my desk. And then I could see, you know, the, the sales support team. And I wanted to be around that from there. I then went to an even smaller charity where I came, I joined Generating Genius as head of corporate relations and, um, as a program manager and within a cup within a year, was then able to um, progress it to a director role. And, and now I'm, I'm very, very involved in a lot of the areas of the, the charity from recruitment to um, strategy, to partnerships, you know, re- very, very involved. And that's because I wanted to learn. And, and even the, the person that I decided to work with as well was someone that has quite a high profile in, in education and, and that piece. So I, I controlled what I could control. And out of that, things that are outside of my control that have, benefited me and that i've learned from have come my way so 
to young people, I'd say exactly the same. Like, control your environment and relax over the things you can't control and, you know, just see see what comes your way. Yeah, yeah man. Well said. Well said. Very, very good answer. Uh, Emmanuel, sadly, we've come to the end of the road. Uh, no. <laughs> you, you, uh, I, I saw this conversation has been great, man. You know, but if, yeah. if, uh, if someone's listening and, and they want to get, get in touch with Emmanuel, you know, what would be the best? Um, could I say social media platform? Because these days everybody just just goes to LinkedIn or goes Instagram <laughs> and just find someone, yeah, you know, yeah. Facebook. You know, so what would be the best medium for them to con- to to contact you? Yeah, do you know, contrary to contrary to what what's been said about me, LinkedIn <laughs> <laughs> hit me up on. <laughs> to be to be honest, I think I think yeah 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 LinkedIn LinkedIn would be good because I'm on LinkedIn quite um, regularly now, especially like uh, over the last couple of um, like weeks, I guess. Um, so LinkedIn would be good. Um, Emmanuel Ayola, E W M A N U E L. I don't even need to spell it. It'll be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Emmanuel Ayola, um, on LinkedIn. My Twitter and Instagram is exactly the same. Emmanuel Ayola with an underscore. Um, if, if anybody did want to connect on Facebook, it's there, but LinkedIn is, um, there yeah, the best way. More than happy to, to be in touch as well. Okay, and for those of you listening, you want to get in touch with Axe the Pros. I'm on I'm on Instagram as well. You know, it's Axe the Pros. You know, so Emmanuel, it's, it's been nice talking to you. You know, I'm I can yeah, I can sure. say I can say I'm really I'm really proud of you as a young guy. You know, you've done really Thanks, well for man. yourself. Sure. You know, and I and I wish you all the best in the future. You know, and and um, hopefully someday would we'll sit down one on one and you know have yeah, a, for have sure. probably probably for drinks. You you never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah, come come to London. Come to London. Just just as I'm not sure if there's if there's much happening there, but come to London. <laughs> uh, people always say, people always say people always say I live in I live in the village, but <laughs> obviously. Hello, Emmanuel. Thanks for the time, man. I'm 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 grateful, Emmanuel. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, thank you. All right, take care. Okay, take care, man. Thanks. Eh. We'll, we'll talk here. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. All right, bye.